Welcome to Bonescast, a Bones podcast where we are watching and discussing the TV show Bones. I'm Ella. And I'm Niara. And today we're starting a small series of episodes um, where Bones and Brennan, or Bones and Booth go on the road for various reasons to solve murders. Uh, so these are episodes that don't take place in Washington, D.C. or Virginia or Maryland or the surrounding areas. Um, and we're going to start with the first one that I know of, which is the man in the morgue the episode in which they go to a post katrina new orleans to solve a murder and it is also the episode season where, one yes it is deep into season one it's the one where brennan gets amnesia and it's fun um i will say that of the travel episodes i think this is probably the only one we'll do that they don't actually go to the location like i don't think they went to new orleans I'm like fairly They certain. definitely didn't. Yeah. Um, and I think all the other ones, some of the other ideas that we had for this was the London one. I'm pretty sure they actually went to London. Um, yeah. The, the one where LA. they go to New Mexico. I don't know that one. Is that the one where... Um, the one where they go in the desert and, and it's Angela's like Angela's ex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think they actually do that one. Um, I know they go to LA because they're already in LA. Um, that's actually not really a travel episode, but it's kind of a contradiction. Um <laughs> And then there's one in, like, outside Seattle, like, in a Washington town. We could maybe do that one. I was also thinking we could do the one of where they solve the whole murder on a plane. Oh, I like right. that one. When they're on the way to China. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. And then we may or may not, depending on how much <laughs> Nihara wants to watch this episode, we may or may not do um, the episode where it's a backdoor pilot for another oh. Fox show that sucks. <laughs> fuck that episode and they go to florida i the concept of a backdoor pilot just makes me upset because <laughs> i don't like to be swindled okay it's a total bait and switch i come to this episode to see booth and brennan and it's some jamokes i don't know jamokes i kind of like backdoor pilots mostly because they're usually like disasters and i love to watch a disaster of a tv episode but anyway um Okay, so before we get into The Man in the Morgue, where we are going to discuss voodoo, among other things, I have some Bones news. It's not really yeah. news, because it's this survey that I found out about from like a year ago, um, and I've put a link to it so you can look at it, Niara, but um, I th so one of my professors mentioned it, and this study, and Bones came up in it, came up in it and... Um, it's a really interesting study done by, let me get the name right on who did this, but they, I think it's called, so it's the Norman the Lear, Lear Center, Center for like the, cultural public policy studies, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, and it's also the Media Impact Project. And we'll put a link to it in the um, show notes so that people can look at it. Because th this entire thing is hardly about bones at all, but it's very interesting. It's about, they basically surveyed. I think I've read this. Really? Yeah, I think I read this in a sociology class. This looks really Oh, cool. Familiar. Yeah, that's yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, my, I wish we had like stu like studied it or something. We He just like mentioned, my professor just mentioned that it existed and um, 
that was how I found it. But like basically they surveyed, I think it's like 3000 Americans and it's like a survey that's Mm -hmm. supposed to be representative of the whole country. And they asked them about their political parties, but they also asked them about a bunch of like social and ideological issues and then categorized them based on that into blue, purple and red categories. That's so cool. And then they asked them about their, like, entertainment preferences, specifically in TV. Um, And so basically it's, like, the whole study, if you're interested at all, is so interesting. It's, like, all of it, they they talk about changes in ideology independent of TV um, from, it's a 10-year study. They did it in 2008 and then to 2018. So if you're interested in any of that, it's, like, a lot of really great information. But I will say, as far as Bone goes... Um, Bones is one of very few shows that was liked by all groups. Yeah. And here are the other shows. It's, all, it's one of only two scripted shows that they say are liked across the board. Um, the other one being <laughs> Criminal Minds. <laughs> and then the... Let's just... Ella, can I just read the pit little blurb? <laughs> yes. Okay. So here's... Here is what the Lear Center's project found. Five shows have equal appeal for all ideological groups. America's Funniest Home Videos, Bones, Criminal Minds, and Mythbusters are all enjoyed by the three groups. Pawn Mm -hmm. Stars has the distinction of being watched but hated by all groups. Yeah, that is the best part about this is that Pawn Stars is the fifth show that everyone likes but only be it's not that everyone likes it's that everyone feels the same about because they all hate it (laughs) like at least in this country if nothing else americans can be united over our shared hatred of bond stars (laughs) yes i mean that's what i was gonna say is that i love that the common ground we can all stand on is bones but all but also pawn stars um this is i love this this I is love a, this article this survey is fascinating if if people are interested it's like it's many pages i don't know how many pages it is, but it's, it's worth it because it's very fascinating but um i think it, it's interesting that bones uh we, we've spoken in a, a the past two episodes we've done about bones uh about the sort of I think I maybe said initially that it was sort of apolitical, but of course it's not apolitical at all. It's it mm-hmm. like I think this the this survey itself posits that shows in general are political inherently, and you can't sort of separate that. Um, but of the five shows that we all agree on, Bones is one of two scripted shows that we all agree on. And I think I think that in the future we should do a Bones and politics episode in general. Um, because I think that would be interesting to parse out, but I don't know. It's, it's worth keeping in mind. And it, it, I, I say scripted because America's Funniest Home Videos, Mythbusters and Pawn Stars, like, I, it's just like, w- when you have like a scripted show, that's like a story and has characters in it. Like there's the, you inherently imbue values into those things. Whereas like America's Funniest Home Videos, it's like that. If there were ever an apolitical show, I think it's America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> um, this also says, while we cannot describe it as a cultural touchstone because so few Reds watch it, Game of Thrones distinguishes itself as the highest rated show in our study. 
um, as a fan favorite among all groups. So Game of Thrones mm. is in there too, sort of as a scripted show. But I don't know. I think I don't think Bones is like America's Funniest Home Videos in that it is apolitical by being completely bland. I think that I don't know. I I think it it straddles issues in a way that feels um reasonable to mm-hmm. lots of different kinds of people and i, I yeah I there's know. a balance and a moderation there that i think other shows yes try not to do and i think i think that's by virtue of its time yeah. i think a lot of post 2016 shows make their message very overt which yeah. Do you I haven't yet decided how I feel. Yeah, like I think a lot of shows lately have had characters say or do or reference things that have to do with politics in a way that is much less nuanced, you know, yeah. than before. Which doesn't do anything to serve the general public. Like, it doesn't do anything to enliven or enrich political discourse in this country for like television characters to make definitive statements about their positions like that's only going to alienate viewers who don't believe that right and and I also think that like um I think that having shows where the point of the show is rather to make a political statement is also a part of the like where we're we're only talking to the people we agree with situation, yeah. which doesn't feel yeah. like what Bones is, you know? I mean, I think Not if I've all. learned anything from this study, it's that I agree with a lot of people I didn't think I agreed on, on the point that Bones is a great show. So, um, <laughs> That's I don't true. Know. If nothing, <laughs> we'll always have Bones. We'll always have Bones. <laughs> yeah. Um, some, of the, some of the facts in this article are f- absolutely fascinating. Um, I found out that, r- like some shows that I thought would be completely you know I think I think of Law and Order as a pretty bland show in that sense right yeah. it k- kind of stays away yeah, from those things for sure turns out that like Blues really like SVU and Reds really don't watch SVU that's not surprising to me though not I think, think if we're it, talking no. I think if we're talking like Law and Order criminal intent anyone can get behind it True, SVU has a very anymore. clear political agenda yes well I don't I mean, I don't know. I've there are some episodes, so many episodes, but it does sort of presuppose that like sexual assault I've seen the is first a problem. Eight and a half seasons. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. <laughs> of like thirty, <laughs> but I think that there are some episodes that are like, yeah, okay, this is obviously cut and dry, bad. But there are also a lot of episodes that really brush up against rape culture in a way that I think people are not really ready to, and people don't want Olivia Benson to tell them how they should feel, even though Olivia Benson can do no wrong and is absolutely right. Yeah, and should be telling us how we all feel. She she should be the barometer for our collective. She should. She should. She's a badass, much like Bones. She's a kick-ass woman who's not going to take any shit, and if people are fucking shit up in a way that she thinks is morally wrong... She's going to find them and take them down. True. But True. Bones doesn't wreck me emotionally the way that SVU does, and that's why I've seen all of Bones. Because it doesn't? Yeah, like, 
SVU is is a tough cookie to swallow sometimes. Like you can't binge SVU. That's why I've only seen eight and a half seasons. That's true. I had to stop yeah, watching yeah. it. Like after a while, it's like God, I can't. Yeah, look at this it anymore. is. It's a lot heavier than Bones. Yeah. Um, a couple other things that that doesn't have to do with Bones, but I just wanted to say some things that I found interesting. Okay, so there's this thing where it's like patterns of viewership where they sort of compare 2008 to 2018, um, and Okay, gender equality. Saturday Night Live viewers are more likely to believe that men and women should share parental and household duties equal- equally. That makes sense. Um, but SNL viewers are also almost entirely blue. True, but okay, listen to this. Listen, this is why I find this interesting. Among late night mm-hmm. shows, Saturday Night Live now ranks highest among blues. This seems logical. And lowest yes. among reds. The reverse yes. was true in 2008 i thought that that was interesting too how is that i thought that was so interesting is that a sarah palin thing i think it probably is i mean that was right before obama right and they took this survey right as sarah palin tina fey was big on snl which i think was a fairly i think i mean i was an actual child in 2008 but in my guess is that Republicans were also making fun of Sarah Palin. So yeah, my, my guess yeah. is that the Republicans being made fun of on Saturday Night Live in 2008 just happened to be, when they took this survey, happened to be ones that Republicans were okay with being made fun of. But that yeah. just kind of shocked me. Um, and I think it was less political in a way. Like, I think, like, the way that they were making fun of Sarah Palin wasn't about Republican ideals, but literally just about her presence craziness yeah her personality and i think you know yeah like i think that's something that we could all that that was change we could believe in and (laughs) so sorry for that terrible joke um but i (laughs) I think after that you know they wanted to see perhaps a little more bashing of obama than snl then they got yeah I also and found now, it, I mean, with Alec Baldwin as Trump, it's like, what are you going to do? No, of course. I mean, now it's like, yeah, of course. Um, I also found it kind of interesting. Okay, this is what I found interesting. Despite, this is one bullet point. Despite not being a favorite for any group, ABC's Grey's Anatomy remained popular among purples and least popular with reds. The two mm. things that I find interesting about that are n- not a big favorite for any group. Which is no. surprising to me since Grey's Anatomy, like I just People are checked so ratings yesterday. Love. I just checked ratings yesterday and Grey's Anatomy did very well. I mean, was I think ABC's maybe highest rated show all week or something. I or, wouldn't be surprised. Or very near it. And then I also yeah. saw that study that I think happened last year, but was like said that the the most watched shows on Netflix were The Office Friends and Grey's Anatomy. So like Grey's yeah. Anatomy is being watched a lot and it's weird that it's not a big favorite for any group like somehow it's still just sort of medium for everybody and then also the the particulars of trying to parse out why reds would be not into Grey's Anatomy is also confusing because Grey's Anatomy does not deal with any kind of do you know what I mean like I can't think of any like abortions that happened on Grey's Anatomy or like I guess they're like gay couples but like there's a know. lot of queer couples, and I think there's perhaps too many strong female leads and people of color for it to be a super red show. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I see that. I think 
I've only seen the first five seasons of Grey's Anatomy, and I think that Same. is pre. That I think that it's happened. pre all of that. Yeah, it's um I, for people of color, there are still some. I mean, people that's of color. yeah, but like, but it's I, certainly for is, like queer couples, there there yeah. really aren't that many in the first five seasons. But I don't know. Th- this, this is a method. This is a methodological question about the study since yes. I only skimmed it recently. Okay, were the people surveyed? Did they include streaming? Because I feel like the popularity of Grey's Anatomy has risen because of, like, Wine Moms Netflix. and Basic Sorority <laughs> Girls, like, binging it on Netflix. Yeah. And that might have a lot to do with that. I think it didn't... I think that they didn't ask at all about how they watched it. Oh, okay. As far as I know. It says um, questions addressed like their... Oversight. Questions addressed their... Well, I mean, because the survey's about how they feel about certain shows, not if they watch them. You know, it's this isn't for advertisers who want to pay for ads. It says I questions. Mean, I guess, but I think it's also important to talk about the the method of viewership because I think that would perhaps speak a little bit to why some groups choose the like shows that they things. watch. True. Yeah, I think that's true. Um this says questions address their knowledge and feelings about specific television shows. So it, it doesn't sound like they asked at all about if they yeah. watch them. Um, what they like hmm. about their favorite shows as well as their happiness. <laughs> Seems like a huge jump um, in terms it is, of deepness of question. <laughs> blues are the most unhappy group. Which frankly uh, doesn't surprise me because no. I feel like I the, the liberal elites... The liberal elites, the liberal elite snowflakes are well educated mm-hmm. and they probably have a much um, deeper sense of how fucked up things are. Ignorance is bliss, man. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and it also says, um, well, I don't, I can't find it now, but it was something about, th- this is fascinating. Reds say they seldom watch entertainment TV, which I, I think is not unsurprising because we do think of the entertainment industry to be fairly left. Um, yeah. But listen to this. <laughs> but when they do, they are likely to say they do so for an adrenaline boost. For an adrenaline boost? Yeah. What does that mean? Like sports? No, it's like NCIS. Oh, first I mean, of I all, guess NCIS, I'm not impressed. It's not an adrenaline boost, that's for sure. Um. Anyway, if you're interested at all in this study, you should definitely <laughs> check it out. We'll put it in the show notes. It is actually fascinating uh at least it is to me if you're if you're interested in who america is you should check it out pardon Um, the momentary digression okay (laughs) oh i thought you had another digression (laughs) oh no i was just saying you know yeah no that that i apologize if you came to hear about bones and were (laughs) reminded that the co-hosts of this television show are college students yeah true it's a very easy to read study i usually hate reading studies um, in general and it it looks really good leave it to the entertainment industry to make a good looking study um but anyway so that that's my little news break sorry for the digression um and i think one more thing before we get into the into the episode we i just wanted to ask you if you had any favorite travel episodes of other tv shows because we're going to be doing a couple of um travel episodes and i love travel episodes which i think 
Did you say you hated them? I did say that I hated them. I, They're so fun though, and and everybody like I always feel like they have like kind of a fun feel to them because like usually the crew and cast get to go to that place and so they're like they're like on their school trip version of of uh of an episode and you know it's just fun i know what my favorite travel episodes are what is it i just i you know it's funny okay so first when you asked me this i was like i don't i cannot think of a single other television show besides bones um it period not just with travel episodes you're like just there are ever no at other, all. I've other, never heard yeah. of another television show. Yeah. But also, I was thinking as you were talking just now, I was like, you know what's a really terrible travel episode? The ones in Friends. I think it's like a two part episode, oh, yeah. the one in Friends. I was gonna where they go to the conference. <laughs> the oh, like wait, the, the dinosaur London? conference in No, not the ones in London. The dinosaur conference in like the Bahamas or something, and yes. it's like raining the whole time, and it's so oh, obviously yeah. a that, stage. That episode is though if it's two, then it's two, but that one is horrible. Sorry, it's so friends. bad. I mean, it's just like so obvious that they did not leave no they did not a lot no and they're it's not just horrible yeah and usually bone uh usually friends is in la playing new york but being yeah, which is in la rough. playing the bahamas or whatever is so rough <laughs> oh god you're right i forgot about those but that's a later I one the friends, my favorite the friends london before we get to that the friends london episode is pretty good the one the one where ross gets married that is and good says that Rachel's is good and, and like and Chandler and Joey Chandler have and Ma- their whole aside, like, where they're trying to do all the touristy things. Oh, That's yeah, cute. they are. And also Chandler and Monica get together for the first time in that Yes, one. yes, and they're my yeah. favorite. Oh, true. Are they really? Oh, that's a great travel episode. Yes. Oh, God. You know what? We can have this conversation at a different time. Maybe we, should, <laughs> okay. maybe we should do an episode about this, like, like classic television couples we really should because i was thinking about i hate ross and rachel more than anything i do kind of hate ross and rachel we should do a uh bones in the context of tv will they won't days because i was thinking yes we've gotten feedback tv will they won't days we've gotten feedback that we should mention new girl more often and i think new girl is a fascinating fascinating case study in the will they won't they as well that is very true that is very true so my favorite though my favorite travel episodes are Leslie Nope goes to Washington. Oh, that one's great. I didn't think about that one. That was amazing. Right? I just thought of it. Is while Joe Biden I was thinking in it? it? I think he yes. is. Yes. Okay, there are so many great travel episodes in Parks and Rec where she goes to Washington DC, where she goes to San Francisco. There's a London one. Um, where she goes to London, where she goes to Paris. The one in London I think is because Chris Pratt was in London shooting guardians yes doing guardians of the galaxy so they're like sixth build cast member brought everyone to london which is pretty awesome yeah yeah so i mean i think if you want to see a great travel episode do yourself a favor watch parks and rec start with season two don't watch season one it's not that good and yeah wow those are good i'm gonna i'm gonna rewatch parks and rec after this okay so my three that i came up with was the, and these are truly just the first that came off the top of my head. Um, you said you couldn't think of any that weren't crossovers. Yes. One of mine is a crossover. There's an amazing... Hate a crossover. There's, there, but we should say that collectively as a team, we are both in on the Sweet Life 
on deck crossovers that happen that's no no it's not it's sweet life of zach and cody first of all a fake fan fake fan <laughs> i have it on dvd at my house i could point to it right now it's that's so sweet you have life it of at zach your house cody. in college you brought it to college no i didn't bring it to college it's at my dad's house oh okay i don't have a dvd player that's the only reason it's not here well you're a fake fan i have a dvd player and lots of dvds anyway continue well you're just you know a luddite i guess true all my favorite dvd commentaries are on dvds by virtue i do love a good i do love a director's commentary i just I actually some really memorized great. the commentary to what for um <laughs> chronicles of narnia prince caspian i oh my goodness watched that it like so many one. times it is so good it's the full cast and the director oh it's so good I memorized it. I'd be like, oh, here's where they tell that story. Because driving back and forth from New York to Raleigh all the time, I would listen to it. Here's where they say, oh, wasn't it cold that day? <laughs> Which <laughs> yeah. is a classic DVD. Here's where they're like, oh, I had to wear the moleskin on my feet because yeah. the floor. Yeah. Wow, there Great. we go. Um, love it. Anyway, so we love the Sweet Life one on deck. That That's so Sweet Life. Well, okay, so there's that So Sweet Life is Zack and Cody. And then there's the... Wizards. The Wizards of Waverly Place one. Yeah. Those are all great, but they're not really travel ones, although I guess they are for some characters. Um, my favorite crossover happens in Hawaii. It is Murder, She Wrote and Magnum <laughs> P.I. It's a two-parter in Hawaii, and it's so good. Um, Jessica, like, brings her... Jessica Flesher, played by Angela Lansbury, brings her, like, yes. crazy big computer out onto, like, her Hawaii deck and types on it oh god it's so good you gotta watch you guys i don't know where you can find this it these so days classic. but you gotta find murder she wrote magnum pi crossover um this is so classic i should have known <laughs> it was gonna be some kind of murder she wrote murder situation. she wrote is often a travel one because at some point in the series she's doing like half of the episodes in new york and half of them in maine so they're like kind of all travel episodes it's kind of amazing um Okay, the second one I have is like kind of a travel episode, but it's an episode I really love. And this is a show that I don't know how you feel about, so I'm kind of curious to see. Um, mm. But it's the episode of Girls where they all go to a beach house together. Have you seen Girls? I have seen all but like the last 30 minutes of the last episode of Girls. Why would you not just com like as a completist, that makes my heart hurt. That you didn't just watch the last 30 minutes of the whole thing. I don't remember thing. why I didn't finish that episode. Honestly, the finale is kind of weird. I Yeah, it got kind of weird. The The penultimate episode is like kind of the real finale for me. Anyway, so you, can, you kind of, you're kind of good. There's an episode where they all go to a beach house together and it's like, it's almost a bottle episode sort of. It's like sort of in the spirit of a bottle episode. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just a, it's a really good little piece of, you know, travel. Um, it's it's kind of travel, but it, it's like, you know, they're all just sort of stuck together and they kind of hash, you know, it's it's sort of like, it's more in the vein of a bottle episode where you kind of get stuck somewhere together. Yeah. Um, but there's some really great uh, Shoshana, like, I think my favorite part of the, about the episode is that Shoshana and Adam get, like, really stuck together all the time and they're like have a kind of hilarious dynamic i don't know it's just it's a good when i think of travel episodes i always think of that there are a lot of there are other girls ones but i don't like them as much as as that one and then the other one i had was the friends london episodes and then there's actually a very good episode of well 
very good. There is an episode <laughs> of Sex in the City where they go to LA, but I'm not going to talk about that one because if we do the Bones LA episode, they're going to be there's going to be much to talk about. So, okay. So let's just let's get into the to the discussion of this episode. What did you think of this episode? I Niara thought for what you, what would you say the first five or ten minutes of the episode <laughs> that it actually was a backdoor pilot, which I find I to be hilarious. It was a different who episode would, entirely. Who would be the lead cast member in this pilot f- for this show? Like, would it be Detective, whatever her name is? Yes, she sucks. who was on well she was on svu did you well, know this? who wasn't what who hasn't been on svu <laughs> every working actor in new york has been on svu no she was like a she was one of the detectives so you thought this was a backdoor pilot for no i didn't season but i SVU? just was it's interesting because after like four seasons or something her character gets fired from the department because oh, they okay. all have to go through like psych evaluations yeah. and they're like and she's it's supposed crazy. to be like does she play the same yeah, character yes she's one of the main investigators no but i mean like does she play like and the then same she gets kind re- of annoying person that she does in this episode she's a little bit more aggressive but like more aggressive basically the jesus same. but she yeah and she is who um she gets replaced by ice tea Oh wow! So that's early SVU. Yeah, yeah, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, wow, that's so that's my fun fact. But so after you figured out it wasn't a backdoor pilot, you liked it. After I figured out it wasn't a backdoor pilot, I was like, oh yeah, I like this episode because this is the episode where we finally meet Caroline Caroline Julian. Julian, Yes, who we'll get to this. The bomb.com. But Booth casually refers to her as Carolyn. You know, Bones, all those things that Carolyn mentioned, Carolyn, Carolyn. Which I think was literally David Boreanaz not knowing his lines because her name is Caroline and he says Caroline later in the show and he just, whoops. he weirdly refers to her as Carolyn and even the subtitler writes it as Carolyn with a Y and then Caroline again later. It's definitely Caroline. No, it's definitely Caroline. I, I (laughs) That's so weird. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Um, this episode was uh, written by Noah Hawley. That's my fun, my f- crazy credit for the day. Uh, do you Noah know Noah Hawley? Hawley? He did the first season of the Fargo series, and then he now does oh. Legion on FX, which is like an oh, X-Men thing yeah. with Aubrey Plaza and Dan Stevens. And then he also yeah, directed yeah, yeah. that new Natalie Portman movie that's coming out, uh, Lucy in the Sky, about a astronaut. He's like kind of a crazy... Like, his stuff that's, like, his stuff is, like, kind of crazy. Like, Lesion mm-hmm. is, like, sort of, like, all over the place. And not in a bad way, but just, like, it's a little trippy, sort of. So it's kind of funny that he he wrote a lot. I think he was a writer for, like, the first three or four seasons of Bones. Um, oh, and that's cool. And it's kind of a funny little start for him. But, yeah, it's cool. This episode makes me feel a little wacky. This episode is and really weird. It's so fucking weird. And here's why. I don't know anything about voodoo. Let's just let's get the conceit of the episode. Okay. It's it's right after Katrina. Brennan has decided to spend her vacation days identifying bodies that have been what found an, in the wake of Katrina. Which what a great thing to do. I mean, 
we stand a queen. <laughs> yeah. As and Twitter so, would say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a youth. Yeah. Um, so. Desperately, desperately screams, I'm a youth. <laughs> Guys, I so am. Anyway, so Bones is in New Orleans with all these different people. Yeah. And one of the doctors or something practices yeah. New Orleans voodoo. And I didn't get very far through the Wikipedia entry for New Orleans voodoo, but apparently there are different types of voodoo in different areas. So, like, the voodoo in Haiti is different from the voodoo in New Orleans, is different from the the religious practices in West Africa, essentially, yeah. yeah. So, here's my thing. I don't know how authentic it is, but the concept of the entire episode revolving around this like weird mystical religion that's treated very strangely and like i don't know it's weird it's weird well it's weird um content wise because of that although i think they do a fairly four bones i feel like they do a fairly good job of sort of parsing out where they're where you know voodoo seems to be um interfering and where it isn't however Mm -hmm. stylistically this this episode is a unlike any episode i can recall it it is wild how i mean it's a little bit symptomatic of most tv shows in their first season who are like not exactly sure what their situation is but as we discussed in the pilot like they nail a lot of stuff about the tone of this show in the pilot so 19 episodes in which this is season one uh episode 19 which mm-hmm. aired in April 19th, 2006. So we're into 2006, not 2005 anymore. Um, it, you know, there's not really an excuse for them to have such a weird tone, except for maybe that they were in New Orleans. Um, but there are so many, like, canted Dutch, like, you know, you know those angles where it's, like, off to the side. You know what I mean? Like a diagonal angle. There's so many Dutch mm-hmm. angles in the show, which in this episode which never happens in bones or on most procedurals like that just doesn't it's it's very strange and then at the same on the other hand there's also like very weird music like the whole tone of it feels like booth and brennan have stepped into another show or something it's very strange um which i guess they chalk up to the travel element of it but it just it really does feel kind of weird i did look up the director of this episode and he actually directed a couple james whitmore jr is his name and he directed a couple of episodes of buffy the vampire slayer Um, oh funny so maybe there's a little bit of like fantasy influence there but it does this episode in general feels very interesting but um but yeah so the so bones is in this morgue with these two i would refer to them as jackasses (laughs) um this guy graham legere who is like i guess the other doctor that she's working with and then his like uh friend who lackey (laughs) his lackey mike uh do you remember his last name mike doyle um who they open the episode with Mike bragging about, I guess, having had sex with someone in a coffin. Like, there's this girl that he continuously has sex with in a coffin. Or in coffins. Yeah. 
yeah. it's a bummer it's a real bummer <laughs> um <laughs> it is a major bummer so then he's like graham is like oh you should have some you, we should have a drink or you should come to dinner with me or something and he's like ah oh, maybe and then we smash cut to her like on a bathroom floor all bloodied up yes which is really intense it, this reminds me a it's little bit so... of memento have you seen memento the movie no that's another movie that's on dvd at my dad's house that I have read the back cover of many a time. I think I've actually read a synopsis of it, but I've been too afraid to watch it. Why are you afraid? It's not scary, really. I know, but I don't like thrillers. I don't like to be thrilled. It is a thrilling movie. Um, but in it, he has short-term memory, and he's always like sort of waking up yeah. in weird situations. Um, and there's like kind of a very similar scene where um, he's laying on a black back bathroom floor. But... Um, Anyway, she wakes up all bloodied, and then she, like, I don't know, she gets on the phone with Carolyn, Caroline, sorry, <laughs> and she's like, my flight isn't till Thursday. She's like, it's, it is Thursday, and she's like, what happened to Wednesday? Bum, bum. What and then we go happened to, the to Wednesday? That's and then we're like, man, if this were Law and Order, this would be a great time for bum, 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 bum. I did make the Law and Order It does kind of feel like a Law and Order episode. Yeah. Um, And then we go to her. I guess she's gone straight to the doctor, which good for her. Um, She requests a rape kit. uh, Brendan is very like, I love the way she handles a crisis. Um, She's like, these are all the things you do. Yeah. She's like, I would like a rape kit. I would like a talk screen. Please get it done. And then Booth comes. He flew all the way from D.C. What a gent. It's honestly, this is another one of those classic, like, we're going to really force this, will they or won't they? Because Booth and Brennan have this wonderful connection, but the show really loves to make every other character say, well, yeah. isn't it interesting that he came all the way here? Well, this detective, Detective this Harding is... Detective Harding is doing it. There are other people in the show who do it a little bit. Like, later, when Angela, they're, like, having a really Angela cute... Angela gets to it, too. Angela, but she she's always like, does. She's like, is this a social visit? She's like, ooh, is this a social call? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But later, when they're having, like, one of their really cute conversations that we'll get to, Caroline comes in, and she's like, ooh, am I interrupting something? Which is a very Caroline way to do it. Okay, this detective, so though, is, like, low-key kind of slut shamey. Like, the only question she ever asks Bones about her involvement in this is if she was sexually involved with Graham. In a way that is she so slut-shamey. She is very concerned with that. Yeah. They really I hate... Kind of Detective the Harding does them. not... Detective Harding does not get a break in this episode. Like, she sucks and no. then never redeems herself. Um, but Bones anyway we learned that she kind of an important uh detail is that she lost one of her mom's earrings which is um kind of sad and also one of my worst fears which is that my earring will get pulled out of my ear ripping my ear that's horrible i mean does that heal like i just yeah it does no anyway i don't like to think about it um i mean i had to have an earring removed from my ear when i was like three and you can't tell I mean, it wasn't How did violently it get stuck ripped. In there? I don't know. It was like, I don't know. I guess it just, 
got messed up and the earring was like going inside of the lobe instead of through oh oh my gosh i'm so sorry i mean i was three i'm not really concerned with it now oh really did you have were your ears pierced when you were a baby yeah i feel like that's ideal it honestly is because i I feel like i was reading some tweet about that recently yeah I, i feel like i was reading some tweet about that recently where it was like okay the reason getting your ears pierced as a baby is so much better is because you don't fucking go to Claire's like your pediatrician does it yes and also you don't remember it like I my ears I got my ears and the trauma is not a problem when did you get your ears pierced I got my ears pierced when I was 18 I was for most of the time you've known me I haven't had my ears pierced I think actually why don't I remember this you weren't there I went with uh, Georgia. I know, but, like, why did I... Not I don't know. I mean, I feel like I guess I always just thought of you as, like, maybe someone who had their ears pierced but just, like, never wanted to wear earrings. Yeah, I mean, that is the person that I am now. Like, I feel like I can just be like, oh, well, Ella just never wears earrings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get... The thing is, is that by the time you're in high school, like, people don't talk about it anymore, and so, like... It's not like, oh, like, it's not like weird that you don't have your ears pierced. And that's why I never got them is because I didn't have any, like, I passed the point in middle school where a lot of my friends did. And then, like, nobody talked about it. And so I forgot to. Yeah. For four years. (laughs) Um, I was too busy for four years. But anyway. (laughs) Anyway, they get in touch. For a fact, you were not busy. (laughs) (laughs) I was. I was very busy um then okay so luckily bones did send an x-ray to the lab of this this guy john doe this is the the murder of the episode john doe 361 is his Mm -hmm. lovely name and she doesn't remember that she sent the x-ray basically this whole episode is her sort of reverse engineering her own investigation um and then they go to this new orleans diner that is 100 the royal diner from all other episodes <laughs> of bones it so unsubtly looks like this diner that you see in every other episode of bones like they show an exterior and it's just like oh this diner from new orleans that has the exact same that's on the exact same location on the exact same street corner in the exact same back lot it is yeah yeah yeah. And then they just like sort of redressed it to look like New Orleans. Um, it's okay. I kind of like it. This is what I love about uh, network TV. So I'm not complaining, but. <laughs> um, and she sort of tries to piece together her schedule um, and what happened in the, in the day or so that she lost. And she, I don't know. Th- there's sort of this implication that she has had a spell cast on her as her amnesia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a Booth, Booth and Brennan car scene where they sort of, it, th- this is the kind of thing because I, I saw this episode, I rewatched this episode right after I, I saw that survey that we were talking about and mm-hmm. something I think is, I mean, Bones kind of gives Booth a hard time about his suspicion and, and rightly so his suspicion and he, I mean, he has basically kind of a prejudice against voodoo um yeah as a religion and and she sort of is like well you you guys have saints and you guys have you know my favorite line i think from the episode is that is booth saying jesus was not a zombie (laughs) 
I love that. Oh, yeah. But she's like, you guys basically have zombies. Jesus rose from the dead. Um, but something that I think maybe speaks to the universality of of the show is that even when Booth is sort of like, oh, yeah, my religion has all those things, but it's not the same or whatever. He doesn't, like, come off to me as an asshole, which I feel yeah. like on paper he really would. And maybe it's just because he looks like David Boreanaz, but, and he's charming like David Boreanaz, but... I don't know his uh but it's not it's not antagonistic like it's never it's never coming from a place of prejudice in the way that I think it could read right or in a way that would you know like he he discounts it but he doesn't like hate people because of it you know Yeah. yeah if that makes sense um but yeah anyway but Booth I think is maybe the uh the advocate for straddling both lines of the political yeah you know spectrum um maybe it's just because he's so charming his by the way his his like casual off-duty fashion in this episode is amazing i love his like casual jean jacket in a suit no he's or like sometimes he's like in a t-shirt but like his like like, casual jean jacket black t-shirt yeah that's great he's really hot yeah and this is where Angela's like, ooh, is Booth there socially? And um, Bones gets really upset because um, Booth is like, oh. Okay, Bones has amnesia because a voodoo murder put a spell on her to keep her from solving the murder of John Doe 361. That's a huge supposition. That's a huge supposition. I love that. <laughs> and they're like, okay, you're making this shit up. Yeah. Because you don't want us to know. <laughs> oh, God. Um, then they go to this voodoo shop. This is the classic... Uh, first or second victim that turns out to be the actual or first or second suspect that turns out to be the the person turns out to be the one yeah even i even though i forgot who is the murderer in this episode it's not hidden very well you can't forget who the who the murderer is because the second you see him on screen you're like it's gonna be him Mm mm-hmm He's, I mean, he plays a bad guy in everything. And he's also, like, so calculating to the point where, like, I was like, oh, that's the guy. And then by the time that they had the fake out, I I mean, I have to admit the fake out almost got me because I was like, wait, was it not the guy from the, was it not the voodoo guy? Like, it was just his daughter? Like, that voodoo guy was acting so weird in the first scene he was in. Um, Because you know he, you know who he is. Who is he? He's the Los... Poyos Hermanos guy from um, Breaking Bad. Oh, that that but that was after this, right? Yeah. So probably but he is. But people, the major bad guy. Yeah, and he doesn't. <laughs> he do also a, he doesn't really pretend to not be a bad guy at all in this episode. No, he doesn't. I mean, he's always super creepy. But he also, I was watching this movie. I was watching. A Spike Lee movie that I'm not going to remember the name of right now. Where Black Klansman. Do the the right thing. No. Was it School Days? Malcolm X? No. Uh, Inside Man? No. Hold on. I'm reverse engineering this. I'm going to the cast of Breaking Bad, and then I'm going (laughs) to click on Giancarlo Esposito is his name. And 
was it an old movie jungle fever it was school days it was school days i was right i thought it was school days but i didn't want to say school days if it wasn't but he plays you the did, bad guy well, also alas, in school you did days say school days i alas i did which came out in 1988 and here True. we are 20 in years 2019. later 30 yeah but here we are 20 years later ish in bones and hark he's still the bad guy true um there's a lot of voodoo exposition in this episode that even having watched it very recently i don't remember but there's a lot of not memorable not easy to understand no no not at all most of what i took away from it was that there's like sort of a balance that is very important like voodoo is about balance yeah. and that the hurricane according to this guy who is the bad guy so maybe it was supposed to be he was lying but the hurricane like sort of messed up the voodoo balance anyway um my other note is so many dutch angles in this episode <laughs> um and then they go to grant basically, basically they found out that graham bought this like evil ingredient for a voodoo ritual or something um yeah so they go to graham's beautiful bubblegum pink house the the, <laughs> the exterior for his house is full as a, for a person who is seems to be so affected by toxic masculinity there's no way yes. he would live in this bubblegum pink house it's a beautiful his like, only established house. character trait is that he is horrible and affected by the patriarchy um but they As go into his all. house they're like hello and i don't know they're just like looking around he's like she's like there's a lot of like her fake remembering a bunch of stuff um but she's like i think he invited me to dinner and then uh they find him upstairs brutally like hung up and maimed it's horrible yeah, like flayed and it's it's disgusting this is perhaps one of the most gruesome episodes do we think like they're all bones, a little bit hard to look at do we but this think one's that bones is at this point in its life trying to go for shock value gruesome like do you think that that I was think its a little brand? bit i mean this is a bit of an exotic episode i think they're trying to be a little memorable because this isn't perhaps. the first horrible thing that happens in this episode or the last at all it, there are several no. other maimed bodies um yeah but i, mean, I think there was show, like a, so a blood element that doesn't exist in other episodes usually it's a decay element. like a gore yeah this is yeah. like a gory episode yeah um but but then detective harding comes back <sighs> she sucks <laughs> she's like <laughs> she's like so, so slut shaming she's like first of all she keeps asking her questions i guess she doesn't believe the amnesia but she keeps asking her questions that obviously she doesn't know the answer to given her amnesia um oh yeah she thinks that bones is faking the amnesia to cover up the murder yeah which if you even like talk to bones seems so implausible but detective harding of course is a dumbass so who knows <laughs> um and then booth also sees brennan's earring under this like chair or whatever and remembers that it was her mother's and takes it um oh, and right. he's really Sweet. defensive she's like he's like oh she's not faking the amnesia um and then they go 
back to the so they're basically they've like taken over this church to do all this body identification um and they find out that john doe 361's file has is missing um so they don't have a file for this guy that they sent x-rays for so basically they they the main thing is that they've they're missing john doe 361's file and also bone bones can't vacation (laughs) That's like the main bones issue in this episode is like, oh, you can't, you got to take a vacation. Like, meanwhile, she's like doing a public service by identifying bodies in New Orleans after Katrina. Like no one in this episode, like Angela's never like, oh, what a like great thing for you to do. Like what an amazing thing that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. They're all just like, you got a vacation. You got to come home. Um, but anyway uh she was at home she would just work anyways yeah it's true she doesn't enjoy having a social life really um also james this guy who takes graham's job and helps them with like information he's like oh is the body really bad i have to do his autopsy soon like why would he have to do his previous boss's autopsy that's horrible wait yeah that's so weird that's a weird that's a weird uh yeah that's a weird little I mean, that's, bit that's that a- doesn't really ever get explained. I think we're supposed to maybe suspect him because he practices voodoo and we're supposed to be weirded out by that. I never suspected James of the of the people, but I don't know. I, I, I just feel like it doesn't make sense that he would have to do this poor guy. Why, is, why isn't there, like, is he the only, like, coroner in the whole place? This is weird. Um, it's, poor James. It's unclear, all of it. Yeah. Um, and then they go into the morgue where this guy is like handling a snake, which I think is a voodoo thing. And they're sort of like trying to find a body or something. I mean, this is the lovely aspect of bones, which is that you can't even like two hours later, remember some of the details, but you're totally into it at the time. (laughs) Um, you're still engrossed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Angela says the the x-rays don't work because the extrapolation protocols can't resolve the gradient fluxes which has to be a fake thing oh right (laughs) which is a total made-up science thing it's just like five big words all put together but yeah yeah there's no way but um (laughs) i love this scene because bones like starts petting the snake and stuff and booth is like calls her lily monster and is like can you act like a normal person which at first i'm like oh, booth like don't be such a dick to her like stop telling her to be normal but then the way that brennan asks or the way that brennan like acts around this snake is so weird <laughs> do you remember it this? is weird and she's like the snakes make me uncomfortable yeah i saw a video the other day of um some guy with a snake in his backpack a snake much like this one, like a big ass like constrictor, like bow constrictor, in a backpack on the subway. So Oh my. Oh my. You might want to reconsider unfortunate. moving to New York. <laughs> yeah. And then anyway, also then Bones really takes him down a notch because he's like, oh, I, I think I suspect the voodoo guy. And she's like, that's because of your conditioned uh, Judeo-Christian tradition into inherent skepticism or something and he's just like whoa uh, i think maybe <laughs> this is also the reason that we like booth is that bones takes him down a notch so often that we can like live vicariously through her and then so this is like pretty much halfway through the episode i would say but 
this is when we get introduced this episode is very front-loaded because this is the first time that we get introduced to this b plot which is zach and hodgins uh being manly <laughs> like hodgins is trying to be yeah. manly and zach is trying to be um normal and hodgins has this thing where he's like very pedantic about dirt which i think is kind of cute like that's his whole personality he knows a lot about dirt um but zach i liked it i feel like we don't give his skills enough credit i mean he's the only one who has really specific and essential knowledge because he'll find like one fiber and solve the whole case that's i mean like yeah but no but i think it in a different way i mean yeah but I don't know. I mean, yeah, Hodgins, and then later when we get Cam, Hodgins and Cam do, like, a lot of the work in most episodes. Um, like, but, the actual work. Yeah, and the It's work, just that when one of the interns can't figure something out, Bones will look at that and be like, oh. And then Zach will be like, born. how did I not see that? Yeah. Um, Hodgins, by the way, at this point in the series, is still in his extremely anger angry personality trait like he's just angry all the time and in every scene he does he just sort of like gets angrier and angrier um but there's a scene where he's really sweet with angela is he like we'll get to that scene but it feels so weird to me he's like really nice to her but he well whatever we'll get there okay so basically zach and hodgins zach figures something out um then we go back to new orleans bones is like logically i could have done it she's all about logic so she's like i could have done it like whoa she's like booth maybe is i like, did kill him booth is like you didn't do it i would bet my professional career on it i already did now is this in reference to the earring or is this in reference to something else the betting his professional career how would that be in reference to the earring well, what else would it be in reference to? Because he's, like, obscuring evidence, which, of course, could get oh. him fired. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe this... because he was, like, so adamant about her going into the field with him. I think... Oh, that's true. I'm not like, sure. Like, he kind of sticks up for her and is like, she can come into the field with me. It'll be worth it. Yeah, Maybe. Maybe that's what I don't know. Is. When I heard that line, I was confused and I wanted to ask you, but well, it seems like maybe neither of us It seems knows. like something that's going to reveal itself. Like, it seems like we're going to reveal later what he's done, like something that he's done. Like, it sounds like it's a plant for something that we're going to learn later that he did to bet his career and then we never do, which makes me think it's either the earring or the general situation. But then the detective, oh, yeah. uh, Detective Harding hashtag bummer bursts in to arrest bones and she's like holding this new voodoo evidence and she's like here's this evidence oh yeah <laughs> she's uh part of the thing in this episode is that she's completely ignorant of like her legal impl- the legal implications of the investigation um <laughs> and then uh they go in they go into like interrogation with detective harding i guess detective harding continues to be really weird and slut shamey and then caroline comes in and she's like why did oh my god you like hired a federal prosecutor to help her um but it's okay because caroline's here and we love her and she says three degrees and still a fool (laughs) and then she also says i could try this case in my pjs (laughs) i love caroline i love caroline so much also, we find out that Bones is a registered marksman with the NRA. 
Yeah, which, we hate that. We hate that, but also she It's so weird. Also, she's like, also, I only hunt for food. And Booth I'm like, like, really? <laughs> you hunt for food in DC? What is that? Yeah. Booth is like, you hunt? And she's like, only for food. So <laughs> and then they go to Jambalay Jones, which is the name of the diner. And yeah, um, this is actually a really cute. This is, I mean, time code wise, we're really right in time for a really cute Booth and Brennan scene. Um, but Booth is basically he's being real nice to her and saying like, "Oh, you you helped me get the ki- killers," and she's like why are you being so nice to me? And he's like, oh, you helped me get the killers. And she's like, you helped me get the killers. And then he's like, you should be nicer to me. And she's like, I should be. And that's the scene. And it's really cute. It is cute. Yeah. It's kind of the con- the, the pitch of the whole show. It's like, you should be nicer to me because we need each other's skills. Um, Hodgins continues to go on about dirt back at the lab. And then uh, <laughs> Brennan weirdly... <laughs> reveals to the whole team that she's both been assaulted and murder charged and hasn't told them about it and they're yeah. like murder charge and they like, do like totally casually they do like the most like cartoonish double take basically they're like what murder charge um Wait, she's what? like don't worry the murder charge won't stick which she totally doesn't know at that point <laughs> she has no idea <laughs> no and then this is when Hodgins like stays back and like talks to Angela I find this to be a weird, smooth-talking situation, but maybe I'm just suspicious of Hodgins. I think... No, I don't think it's smooth-talking, because I think even when they eventually get together, he talks to her this way. Like, I think he's just a romantic. Yeah, that's true. And... That's true. It might come but across as like, disingenuous because it, it's this is why, here's why kind of I out think, of context for their relationship as it is. Here's why I think it's disingenuous, feels disingenuous, is because... She's like, I don't understand why Bones is doing this, whatever, whatever. And he's like, she's doing it because of you, because you live such an exciting life. Brennan wants to live such an exciting life. Like, she learned this from you. And I think maybe just, like, at this point, like, I don't think that. Like, never in the point of the show am I like, oh, like, Angela is the reason that she makes you know what i mean like that's just not part of the show and so it just it comes off as like yeah but and and i can see how hodgins would believe that but because i don't believe it it first comes off as him just coming up with something nice to say like flattering to say to her and that's why it feels disingenuous but then once we get into hodgins and angela like that falls away and you totally believe you know that he's being genuine but I don't know. This scene just yeah. feels weird to me. Um, I mean, like, I don't necessarily believe everything that he says, but I believe the feeling behind it. But that's because we have more Angela and Hodgins scenes. Episode that's true. later. Yeah. That's true. Uh, later, Booth makes a Lord of the Rings reference. He says, all right, we'll just toss the ring into the Molten River, which I A little was out confused of character about. for him. Yeah. I don't feel like he's a Lord of the Rings fan, but I'm into it. No, um, I wouldn't peg him as one. And then we fast track into the conclusion of this episode. Mike Doyle, the guy who has sex with people in coffins, is dead in a coffin. The irony of that. <gasps> <laughs> with, a, with a corpse's skeleton hand around his neck, no less. And like a 
hole you in reap his what head. You sow, Mike Doyle. Doesn't he have like a hole, like a stab in his head? Yeah. Well, he has a bullet hole in his head. No, it's a it's a stake. Because later they find the stake that she like stabbed them. Oh. Or actually, I guess he stabbed them. The the dad. Oh. Um, and then there's like there's like a weird competing voodoo factions that i never really got a hold of but there's like sect rouge and then i think sect rouge is the one that's not so great somehow through this discussion of sect rouge that i don't fully ever understand um they figure out that maybe it's the girl that mike doyle was having sex with who may or may not have been eva and this is how they figure out so basically this guy wants to scatter ashes on the corpse and Bones is like, oh, it's not going to hurt it. You can go ahead and do it, which is very nice of Bones. And then they scatter the ashes and it totally affects the Bones and finds out, yeah. find out that the Cadillac, Bo- Booth somehow knows the grill of the Cadillac by heart and uh, figures out that it's the guy who Booth was earlier like, oh, I like your Cadillac. Um and then they go to the shop. Oh my god, I He's didn't like, even put that no, together my... when I was re-watching it. Really? What, what did you think that it that's was? that's what was happening. I had no idea. I just thought it was spooky. Listen, there's so many layers. You could just, you could ignore it. You could there enjoy are. it forever. Um, so then they go wow. to the shop. They're like, oh, it's your daughter. He's like, no, it's not my daughter. He's like, oh, whatever. She's praying in the basement. Then they go down to the basement. She's been impaled on this spike. She's impaled on a spike that's... Uh, adhered to the wall like this is Why not just like this is not a haphazard no accident like no one asked this is a this a is when they installed. designed this basement they put the spike there on purpose yeah that that is never brought up why there is an installed spike but she is pressed up against it um there's i guess like a a bad kind of voodoo practicer named a bokor who does like dark voodoo is my understanding mm-hmm. of it and Except um Rouge, yeah and so the the guy that they're with i think it's sam potter maybe is his name um comes with them and he's like oh this is the layer of a bokor and they're like oh eva was a bokor but then bones is like oh she didn't kill herself she couldn't have gotten that far on the spike and they figure out her dad killed her and and they say he that he, he thinks could... he could bring her back to life but it, whatever it's a bad move either way um and then (laughs) bones actually i said that jesus is a zombie one but this is actually my favorite line from the show from the episode which is i've noticed that very few people are scary once they've been poked in the eye (laughs) which is pretty funny (laughs) like overall a little bit ridiculous this episode yeah and then they're back in the lab and they're all just hanging. I wrote, the gang is hanging. Exclamation point. It was I love cute. it. It's so cute when they all hang out together. I love it when Booth, Booth hangs out that with he the squints. Yeah. He's always like, no, I'm not one of them. But he like totally is. Well, he keeps, he keeps it for the perfect moment. I don't know how he knew this perfect moment would come up in dialogue. <laughs> but she's like, this is so silly. Like, it Almost like it was do. scripted. Yeah. Some someone must have written this. Maybe it was Noah Holly. Um, she's like things don't have intrinsic power, and then he's so smoothly. He's like holding it in his hand while he's like got his hand on his head, and then he just drops it down. She's like, he's like, it's just a thing. 
and uh and then angela's like oh my god my my mother's earring and angela's like does that prove something and she's like yeah it kind of does and it's cute here's the plot hole i don't understand how did she get away like when uh, we're assuming that she and graham were in the same place and that graham got killed and that she got away how did she get away this is never explained yada yada that yeah no it's not clear why she maybe i mean so when they first reveal the shot of her on the ground she's like covered in blood maybe they straight up thought that she died and she wasn't dead and they just that's true that's that's the best explanation i think yeah um because she like booth and angela are both like oh you're like a surprising woman and and you like fight back and that's surprising enough for you to get away but she doesn't really get away like she's no. lying on the bathroom floor anyway yeah um, so that that's our new orleans episode it was pretty fun even though they didn't go to new orleans i think this would have been more fun if they were like at um cafe du monde or something that would have been fun. yeah yeah um but season one they didn't have money like season 10 no they didn't or even i think the la one is in season two although as we've discussed that isn't really a travel episode it's a fake travel episode <laughs> and good for them for taking advantage of that um so yeah let's let's do our segments what what, what do you think okay. would never air in 2019 i think the entire opening scene where graham and mike doyle are talking about their sexual conquests and even though they're mike supposed doyle to be kind mentions, of jackasses even though it's just like so weird and gross and also not really natural like no. perv swerve perv that's swerve. not a line that's gonna air in 2019 i'm so sorry just because it rhymes doesn't mean it's a good line also it's- i don't think they would have brennan be like i think brennan would react differently I because in the episode I think she's brennan like would oh be a it's lot natural. more aggressive about it she's like oh it's natural for men to brag about sexual conquests as a means of bonding like i think in 2019 she would be like Shh, shut the fuck up you guys suck yeah <laughs> She'd be like, first of all, you're definitely exaggerating. Second of all, you need to stop talking. Yeah. Um, also, you're fired. I feel like this is obvious, but like a Katrina-based episode doesn't really make sense. In yeah. 2019. Like it would be, you know, I don't know. It just wouldn't be like, oh, post-Katrina. Even, even some other disaster. Like, I don't think they would make an episode about another hurricane you know yeah or like the i mean i i can see well i mean maybe they're like ha- they showed footage from katrina that seems like a bit yeah they open with like a tv sort of broadcast exposition i i feel like maybe like the la fires is maybe the closest we would mm. like i can see a crazy ex-girlfriend episode that's like oh they're fires or whatever um <laughs> it's like kind of a different genre but <laughs> uh and then how, how do we feel uh, 2019 wise about how voodoo is handled in this episode i'm n- neither of us really know about voodoo but i don't know i don't feel great about it i think the fact that i don't feel great about it is indicative of the fact that it probably wasn't handled well yeah like i don't feel like i walked away from the episode as someone with zero knowledge about voodoo that i have a working knowledge of voodoo and i don't feel like any of the preconceptions like the preconceived notions i have about voodoo 
voodoo despite, or the stereotypes about voodoo that I know have been dispelled. Despite Bones at several turns being like, oh, you're being prejudiced about it. it, it like, she calls yeah. it out, which excuses the show a little bit because it's like, oh, we know. It's kind of like, I don't know. It's like, like, I think TV shows do this a lot and movies do this too where they're like, we're calling out the thing we know is a problem and we, we kind of think that's enough. The weirdest analogy I can think of this is uh, I've recently watched Jurassic World, (laughs) which (laughs) is a show. For the first time? No, um, for the second time. I think I saw it when it came out. But like, it's like a movie that like hates itself because the whole (laughs) entire movie. movie is about how like sort of cannibalizing something that people loved into something that is supposed to be big and fireworksy and you know whatever is inherently stupid and you know the bad guys are basically the guys in the movie who would make the movie jurassic world and so they like it feels like them calling out the the cycle that they're a part of makes them feel a little bit better about themselves but then ultimately at the end of the day jurassic world is the cannibalized weird zombie dinosaur that takes over in jurassic world um yeah anyway that's all to say that it feels like they use bones to sort of excuse themselves but in a lot of ways it doesn't totally work but i would say that most bones episodes suffer from this phenomenon because the bones uh like sort of template is like oh what's the subculture of the week like what subculture are we gonna dive into where a murder happened and it's fun in the sense that like we get booth and bones diverging opinions on it but we really do you only get the the surface level understanding of all subcultures that are dealt with what about 2006 now uh fashion watch bones earrings are pretty weird they're not earrings i would wear i mean bones never has great jewelry but i think (laughs) This is a very mild episode as far as bad fashion goes. Well, I feel like she wears the same outfit the whole time. Yeah, that's just it. Like, she doesn't have her full wardrobe at her disposal, and I think yeah. that works in the viewer's favor. And your you know, eye like, is also... we don't have to see all of her weird things. Her, your eye is also distracted because she's got, like, cuts and stuff on her face. Yeah. Yeah, so that, like, kind of distracts Yeah, me. I mean, as far as disappointing fashion episode true i think our 2005 2006 whatever fashion watch is just going to turn into bones fashion watch because really her style isn't symptomatic of a of a decade as much as it is of her personality that's true but sometimes angela wears some weird stuff (laughs) oh my gosh can't wait till we get to where she like tricks out her lab coat oh god like the lapels are like yeah sewn it's too or something. Much. yeah um okay so we should do this for every travel episode what is the n- most new orleans new orleansiest things in this episode i think they they mentioned um, beignets there's obviously the voodoo there's a little bit of um new orleans creole spoken oh i don't remember that at, at some point when they're talking about culture and voodoo they oh, say wow. something I mean, elephant in the room, the voodoo, but yeah. I think Graham's I mean, p- bubblegum pink house. The lack of establishing shots that, you know, it's 
it's Listen, tough because I feel I'll like tell you, I'll tell most you what Bones the episodes least, rely very heavily. I'll tell you what the least New Orleans easiest thing about this episode is. Jambalay Jacks. Because <laughs> it is straight up <laughs> the Royal Diner. Um, I have a question for you. Okay. Why do you say New Orleans instead of New Orleans? Well, I do say New Orleans, <laughs> but I when I'm saying New Did Orleans... Did you just say it New Orleans the first time and then you just had to commit? No, because I'm saying New Orleansiest, and I think New Orleansiest makes more sense New than... Orleansiest. New Orleansiest? No, the see, it doesn't New work. Orleans. <laughs> That's interesting, New yeah. Huh. <laughs> like, if the I were saying it on its own, I would say New, New Orleans. Orleans. Yeah. Hmm. New Orleans. This episode is not the most New Orleans. It's pretty minimal. The Nolensiest. Nolens. Nolens. All right. Um, uh, maybe the other thing is uh, Graham saying, I'm a Southern gentleman. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> when, she, when he tries to ask her out. Um, yeah. Anyway. Classic Booth being like low key annoyed at everyone who asks out Bones. I know. It's so cute. Is it cute? Like, is that a patriarchy thing that I shouldn't think is cute? I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't think it's in a protective sense that he's annoyed. Well, he is a little protective of Bones. He is, but he's... But I don't think... I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, I guess maybe it's, like, a patriarchy thing that, like, boys hold doors for us. But, like, if a boy holds a door for me, I'm, like kind of impressed yeah like is that is that like internalized I think, it's context. I think it's kind of a context thing like i he knows absolutely when to step back because he he knows very much that bones is absolutely capable of taking care of herself true true but i think there's a little bit of like he does have some feelings for her even now i think yeah, well, he flew all the way Even from. If as not much as I hate romantic, as but... much as I hate Detective Harding, like she's got a point with like he flew all the way from DC on a yeah. not business. Like usually it's like business, but he has it, absolutely he has no business. To do with this. He's just there to help her. Yeah, very yeah. suspicious. Also, yeah, suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> um, Someone's youthful. <laughs> Um, so that is our episode for the week. Um, our episodes drop on Tuesdays sometimes <laughs> or whenever we have time to make them. We uh, started our podcast in a time when we both have no time to make one. So we're sort of just flying by the seat of our <laughs> yeah. pants right now. But uh, usually they should come out on Tuesdays. Um, and we're on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, etc. So we'll have a new one next week ish maybe um and it'll be another travel episode i think probably we'll do the la one does that sound good to you i think that's the next chronological one Woo! Uh, well congrats to uh the washington nationals apparently they used to be called the senators i just learned who just won the world series to timestamp when we record this episode like literally Yay, just now like probably seconds ago right yeah yeah Congrats to them. Um, first one in history, except for the Senators, but that was a different franchise. And but that was in, like, 1924. And it was 1924. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll probably do another travel episode next week. Probably the L.A. one, if I had to guess. And if you want to get in contact with us, if you want to tell us about your opinions on this episode, or if you know an extensive amount about voodoo, um, you can email us at <laughs> bonescastpod at gmail.com. Uh, and you can also find us at Twitter and Instagram 
on Twitter and Instagram at bone bones pod. Um, I'm on Twitter at Ella Duran 98 E L L A D O R A N 98 and Instagram at Ella Duran. Niara, where can people find you on Twitter and the socials? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Niara Rain. N I A R A R A I N. You know, I've never asked just you this. Doing my thing. What is the rain? It's just. Your handle? Yeah, so. Niara backwards is a rain, and instead of having two A's, it's just oh, the one A. Oh, it's sort of yeah. a, what is that, an anagram? Or a, yeah. what is that called when it's backwards and forwards the same thing? A, uh, pa- pantomime? Palindrome. Pantomime? Go Sorry. to bed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I should go to bed. Um, okay, well, I don't know how to end this. You gotta end it. <laughs> Um, that's it. That's the podcast. <laughs> okay, well done. <laughs> All right, this has been fun. We can't well, wait to thanks for travel somewhere else next week, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Um, oh, it's well. it's not an exact science. Sorry, I I'm not a woman in STEM. I am also not a woman in STEM. Depends on how you define STEM. Oh yes, I am a woman in uh in maybe STEM. the T in STEM is television. Five and great, great. So good. Okay. <laughs>